Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Look and Listen podcast. Once again, we're back with another one-on-one episode. And as you already know, each one of these is designed to bring you a brand new conversation, brand new interview, brand new perspective. This is the brand new introduction. Oh, some brand new production. So sit back and relax. Let this intro play itself out and we'll get into this episode and this brand new topic. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash looklistenpod. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Party people, welcome back. It's been a long hiatus, but I saw a hero last night. He was black. He said, this is for the streets. The Look and Listen podcast is back. (laughs) (laughs) And as you hear from the the, the loud round of applause that we just got back, we are doing Black Lightning. And of course, I have the TV movie mistress, Miss Moji, back on the line with me. What's going on, Mo? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back. Man, thank you for coming back. My pleasure, my pleasure. <laughs> all right, that's what's up. So yeah, we're we're here to uh, cover season two of Black Lightning for all the good people out there, and we're gonna do it a little bit differently than we did um, season one. With season one, we did every week and we did scene by scene, which were pretty long episodes. You know, most of the time, the reviews were longer than the actual episodes were. So um, decided to switch it up a little bit for this season. So the way we're gonna do it. Um, for this season is is this way. So we're going to go character by character um, and do some some bullet points of, you know, what we saw from each person 
um, in the episode. And in some of these cases, you know, these things overlap a little bit. So like there's some things that I have for Jeff um, that are specifically for him or whatever. But then there's like he pops up in some of Lynn's bullet points, you know what I'm saying? Because they were in scenes together. So we're going to do it like that. And then we're not going to do it um, every week. Um, so we're doing it now. We're thinking of maybe coming back, like maybe after like week four or whatever. We'll just take a, a few weeks off. Um, and for the episodes that we sort of skip doing the reviews of, we'll kind of come in and do some highlights of those and then come back with a scene by scene. So like every few weeks or whatever, we'll come back and just sort of update on some of the the, the big moves that have been made on the show. And then um with some episodes get a little bit more specific, like I said, with these character breakdowns. But as, as of course, um, as things go along, if they, if if we feel a need to come back, you know, sooner than we might have planned, because you're like, yo, this this episode was so crazy, we got to talk about it right now. Then we'll come back, you know, in between those those sort of um, maybe more planned out um, conversations. So yeah, like you know. when like Lynn ends up with Tobias. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. When she makes a big heel turn and mm-hmm. and then I get to, you know, stand there, <laughs> stand there and and gloat on y'all who hated on me for so-called <laughs> hating on her when she proves that I was right. Then we thought you came around to her by the end of the season though. Uh no, not necessarily. Um what it was was that I think what it was was I just kind of as things sort of progressed, I was able to kind of see her point of view. I don't really remember what it was, but <clears throat> there were some episodes towards the end where <clears throat> I would say she wasn't as as annoying in certain ways as she might have been before or whatever. So um but I she still I I still kind of side on her or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like she hasn't completely won me over, you know, this a lot of a lot of people was like, "Yo, you was bashing Lynn, you was Lynn bashing last last year, or whatever." Which I guess is probably true, but I felt like it was deserved. It wasn't like I was just doing it, you know, just for for my health or anything. Um, for your health, <laughs> once a week you yeah. must talk shit about Lynn to right. increase your blood pressure. Right, you know what I mean. But I think, um, you know, there was some times because I'm a person I give you credit, you know, where it's due or whatever. So whenever she did something that I thought was worthy of of praise or something like that, then I would give that to her or whatever. So, you know, that, that'll kind of be my thing, you know, with her, um, for this season and beyond too, you know what I'm saying? Until like, there is something that sort of definitively, you know, either completely wins me over or makes me be like, no, fuck her completely. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. But and that I, of course depends <clears throat> on how the writers decide to write her. So right. We'll yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I think that was one of the problems. It was that, it wasn't necessarily the character itself. It was just the way that they had her do certain things that kind of just didn't really set so well with me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. So, um, like I said, we're going to do character by character and the ones that I have written down for this, uh, first episode are Jeff, Lynn, Anissa, Jen. So all of the, um, the family members or whatever, all of the the folks that we, you know, pretty much see and follow every week. Uh, there's one for Vice Principal Cakes, and there's also a miscellaneous category that um that I put in here too with a few extra points that um sort of you know 
touch on some of the main people or whatever, but they're kind of like they weren't really in either one of the any any of those folks mm-hmm. sort of main plot line. So I just threw them in that box. Okay. Um. So what I'll do first is I'll just talk about the opening, and then I'll let you pick a character, and then we'll go through that person's thing until we finish up. Um, so the first thing that we see, the very first images that we see of this season um, are the cops killing a young black kid named Issa Williams. Uh, he's high on green light and they end up choking him to death. And while that's going on, Bob Marley's redemption song is playing in the background. So I thought that was a, a very, <coughs> excuse me, a very interesting music choice, <coughs> um, especially for the way that that scene starts off and everything. So it's pretty powerful uh, audio and visual um, coming, you know, coming right out the gates with, with you know, with this blackness or whatever. So um, what did you think of that opening scene before we get into some of these characters? What do you think of that that very first scene? I thought that opening scene was very effective. A great start to the season. Very strong. Like this show was like in case you forgot what we were about and in case you thought we were pushing pussy footing around in season one. Let us remind you we are not. Right. So I was completely um, just sort of mesmerized. I was like, because also the thing is, this is very reminiscent of what's happening today in like everyday life. It's not anything special. Right. But the difference with Black Lightning is the comic book element. So, you know, I was, you know, this kid Issa and just sort of his story and how it sort of affects the greater community and the entire episode of, as a whole I think was very well done yeah I thought I thought the same thing um don't really have much to add to it I, I thought it was um a very powerful way to bring us back into the show and that was one of the things that I liked and I think that we liked in 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 the different guests that we had on um last season you know we all appreciated the fact that the show was very real when it came to addressing you know the issues that are actually happening um you know, in in society and in the world today, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's very relatable to us as black people, um, sometimes a little bit too much so, you know what I mean? Because it's kind of like, well, damn, you know, I'm watching this TV show to kind of get rid of, you know, escape some of the, the BS that we have to deal with on a daily basis. But, you know, that touch of realness is always, you know, a good thing. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily ever really a bad thing to have something that can kind of hit close to home. But then also the superhero elements of it you know, are also something that can, you know, give you something to, to look forward to. It's like, yo, I, I wish I had powers to do something like that or that there was a Black Lightning type character that could just zap motherfuckers, you know, when they get out of line or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So no, absolutely. <coughs> dream come true. Yeah. All right. So like I said, we got those characters. I'll call out the names again and I'll let you pick one and then we'll just go through that person. So we got. Jeff, Lynn, Anissa, Jen, uh, VP Cakes, or Miscellaneous? Mm, let's go Miscellaneous first. All right. So the Miscellaneous stuff, um, I mentioned Issa getting killed. Um, so there was a, like a, a, I don't know if it was a funeral for him or, or what, but there was some kind of a service that they had like right after that. So you saw that opening scene and then you got, um, Clifton Powell playing the preacher again. He was up there and he was doing his thing and he was talking about how, you know, now the cops are using like this green light thing as an excuse to to kill us or whatever. But they've been killing black people before this ever came along or whatever. So it's just like that cycle of of us, you know, being murdered out in the streets is continuing. But now we've got this this added element to it. Um, 
another one of the things I just go through all of them. Uh, this guy, uh, I believe his name is Benjamin Crump. Uh, he was telling the church people um, in another scene a little bit later. He's telling the, the church folks um, that the government considers the pods and the pod people their property. Um, you know, if we remember from last last season, there were these people that were in these pods and we were trying to figure out what was going on with that or whatever. So um, he was just letting them know, like, yo, the government sees that those people as property. and You're not going to be able to see your loved ones um, because they, they look at this as a, a public health issue or whatever. So it's going to be a legal battle. It's going to be money involved and all that kind of stuff. Um, Which is insane, but that's absolutely what the government would do. Right, right. Um, another one, the third one is um, there's a scene where Jeff is watching the news. He's laying in the bed, uh, fully dressed, which apparently is a thing for him and Lynn. Uh, he's laying in the bed and he's watching the news and uh, Angela Rye appears on the news and she's talking about what's going on with the pie people and other experiments that have been run on black people, you know, in America throughout its history. The fourth one, we've got two more after this. The fourth one is um, Gamby uh, meets up with Jeff at a certain point and he's telling him that VP Cakes is the spotter. Um, she's been doing the same job that he did back in the day, pulling kids into this ASA program or whatever. Um Cause that's something that she, that she, you know, admits to him earlier in the, the, the episode, which we'll get to when we cover her, her section, but he's got that information at this point, you know, sort of towards the end of the, the, uh, the episode and he's letting Jeff know. So now Jeff knows that, that she is, um, the spotter. Cause they were wondering who, who the spotter was last, last season. So now he knows and Jeff knows. Uh, and he also said that, um, he can't find Tobias. He's off the grid right now. And um, also, he's been keeping tabs on Khalil's mother's house, you know, looking out for Khalil. Um, there are two things with Issa that we see um, sort of towards the latter part of the episode. One of them is that his body is in a body bag and he's been um, taken from the funeral home. And at some point, he starts moving around and he actually gets out of the bag. And he's got the... I guess it's the green light or whatever, but like he's he's kind of like lighting up. He's got these little light flashes coursing through his body and stuff like that. Some of the same stuff that we've seen with Jennifer and we've seen with Jeff. So you see that um, his mom and of course everybody that's around is bugging out. His mom was really kind of tripping though because she was like, you know, um, you know, that's not my baby. I don't want you back. I was glad you were dead and all this kind of stuff. She was she was kind of. I don't know. She kind of remind me of, of Naaman's mom on the wire or whatever. She was going for that 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 worst mother of the year award or whatever. Um, yeah, I wanna... it felt like it was a reaction to her powers. It felt like to his yeah. powers, like yeah, she, you know, like she said at the end, like oh my god, I didn't mean to say that. I really believe she, like that's sort of like the your worst impulses, right? Yeah. Or your deepest darkest secret, and you not trying to have it come out, but whatever kind of power he has right has now forced it out of her right um so in that scene his sister is also there she's like you know ma why would you say something like that and all that and the sister actually tells Issa to run so he runs and then the last of these miscellaneous things is um i don't know where he was but we see a, a shot of Issa sitting somewhere by himself he's you know he's alone he's isolated he's obviously very confused and upset about um everything that's been going on so those are the miscellaneous ones um who would you like to talk about next 
Hmm. Did you mention Lynn and Jeff? Yeah, I have points for both of those. Okay, let's go to them. All right, so I'll do Jeff first. Okay. Uh, So Jeff, in his first scene, the first time we see him, he's meeting with the school board. Um, They're on his ass about all the craziness that's been going on at the the high school. Um, They bring up Khalil's attack that we saw at the end of last season. And um, they say that the the school is going to stay closed. They close the school down. They're saying that they're going to keep the school closed. Um, Another scene, his next scene that we see with Jeff, um, Robert Townsend is actually a guest star on this episode. And he's playing one of Jeff's, I guess, um, longtime friends. Um, I think they said they, they've known each other since their Olympic days. Um, he comes to the house to talk to Jeff more about what's, you know, what the board had been saying and everything. Um, and he says that, um, you know, of course, Jeff isn't really feeling what the board is trying to say. And, um, you know, he's saying that he's not feeling them because they never give us the type of resources that we actually need to teach these kids and to make a difference in their lives. Instead, they want to give us money for, you know, metal detectors and all this other stuff to kind of make them feel like prisoners, you yeah. know, and, and make them feel like less than, you know, than what they are or whatever. They're not giving us actual books and, you know, computers and things that we really need. It's um, like, let's get these kids used to a prison type system from a very young age. Exactly. That's all that's going to end up mattering. Right, right. Um, so he says that. And then, of course, um, Robert Townsend is like, you know, look, you know, I, I feel you, but, you know, this is the way that it is right now. And, and right now I'm really more worried about saving the school than saving your job. Um, and that's a line that comes back up a little bit later. Um, the next bullet point that we have for Jeff is um, a little bit later in the episode. He's he's finally dressed up as Black Lightning and he goes up to meet up with Henderson, um, like in a dark alley somewhere or whatever. right and Henderson finally 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 figured out that Jeff is Black Lightning he brings up you know the whole thing about the high school being attacked and how Black Lightning came through and he only saved his daughters and all this kind of stuff so a bunch of stuff that he probably should have been able to put together a long time ago but he finally figured it out um, dummy. Right. He's such a dummy. And Jeff takes off his sunglasses and shows him, you know, that it's really him. And that's the thing that really makes it feel like, yo, you should have known because Jeff is in a, obviously it's not regular clothes. He's in a, a superhero costume, but his whole fucking face and head and hairline and all that is out when he's dressed as Black Lightning. All he, you see how he basically had to curse him out to get him to like stop lying where he yeah. was like about to like start on some bullshit. He was like, Don't try it. Yeah. No, don't even try it. Yeah. I'm not dumb. I right. see it right now. And he just basically has to be like, Don't even stop the lying. It's not even working. Don't try it. Right. So he takes off the goggles and shows him and he's like, I knew Little it. Little ass goggles. Right. And then um, you know, he asked him if if Lynn is thunder, he's like, No. And he's like, is it Anissa? And Jeff kind of hesitates, but he's like, yeah, it's her. So now Henderson finally knows, you know, that that Jeff and Anissa are uh, Black Lightning and Thunder. A couple more for Jeff. Jeff, um, in another scene, like I said, um, we was watching the news where I mentioned Angela Wright. This is that scene again. Um, He's on the bed. You know, 
every time we see him in the bed, he's got on all his fucking clothes. And Lynn comes in with all her clothes on, too. You know what I'm saying? So they apparently don't have pajamas in Freeland. Um, but he's yeah, chilling. Weird. Yeah, he's chilling in the bed watching the news, like I said. Angela Rise. Get comfortable. This is why y'all are so angry. Take your yeah. clothes off. Right. Home. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did they ever have children? Did he just, you know, put, I'm not even going to say all that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Y'all, y'all, are, y'all are smart enough to and freaky enough out there probably to to picture what I'm saying here. People having sex with clothes on. Uh, anyway, so yeah, they're on the bed or whatever, and they talk about how Freeland. Um, they get a lot of, like the the people with powers are getting a lot of negative press, and he was saying how eventually Freeland is going to end up turning on those people or whatever. Um, he also lets her know that that Henderson is now. Um, in the know that you know he met met up with him and and that he told him that he's Black Lightning and um, Anissa is Thunder and everything, um, and something that uh, Lynn mentioned early in the episode comes up again. So early in the episode, they're talking about Jennifer and she's saying that she thinks Jen needs to see a therapist to talk about her her issues with just life in general, but obviously her superhero issues and all that kind of stuff. So in this scene, she says to Jeff, I think you need to go see a therapist as well. Um, and she uses sex as like her method of convincing him because she's like, you know, you're a guy, a man of a certain age and, you know, you might not be able to, you know, get it up and blah, blah, blah. So she's trying to use that and, and it sort of leads them into a, a flirtatious type of thing. And, you know, we're supposed to believe that they end up, you know, having sex after that, which I got to say. Um, there have been other times where they've had love scenes or whatever, and you could kind of see the chemistry, but in that particular scene, I didn't really feel no kind of sexual chemistry between them. Maybe it was because they were both fully dressed in the bed and shit, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, yeah, I'm like, that shit is like, how do you go from, cause he's going to have to take off his, unbutton his dress shirt and pants and she's got on a fucking full outfit too. Like, none of that felt sexy to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, They're going to figure it out, Leonard. They're going to figure it out. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, A couple more things with him before we move on to the next person. Um, So there's a scene um, that comes up with Jennifer later where um, she's in the bathroom. She's locked herself in the bathroom. She was hanging out with her homegirl, Keisha. And they showed the footage of the kid, Issa, getting out of the body bag and running off and everything. And we find out that Keisha is one of those people that's kind of looking at the people with powers as she calls them freaks. And obviously she doesn't know that Jennifer is one of these. I don't think she knows about the family at all. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. she's just calling these people freaks and, you know, weirdos and all this kind of stuff. And Jen is kind of like, oh man, like, you know, you're talking about me. So when they show this footage to her, when she shows her the footage or whatever, she goes into the bathroom and Jen's like, eyes light up and her hands start glowing and all that stuff that that happens when her powers come up and so she tells Keisha to leave so she's been locked in this bathroom I guess for a few hours now Um, so when we come to this later point in the episode she's been in the bathroom for a while Um, Lynn and Anissa are outside of the door um, and Jeff finally comes in I'm guessing he probably just got home and he's like where is she she's in the bathroom so um, this bullet point about Jeff is him going into the bathroom to comfort her 
and she's got the shower curtain closed, but you can see like she's glowing. So he pulls the shower curtain back and she's sitting there and it's like a cocoon or whatever. It's like she's just a, a bubble of light is shining all around her. And I love this scene. I love yeah. the graphics. It was everything. Yeah, it was dope. So um, he's he asked her, was she in any pain? He was like, she said, no, I'm not, but I just can't stop this from happening. So he says, I, I'm, I need you to get out the tub. So he takes her hand and... It, she immediately like zaps him as soon as they touch. <coughs> Excuse me, but he wraps his arms around her, gives her a big bear hug, and they kind of both fall towards the floor, and he just kind of holds her, and he absorbs all of the power that she's generating or whatever. So that was a really dope scene. Uh, and then the last bullet point for Jeff is um, he and Robert Townsend meet up again, and Robert tells him that the board has decided to close the school down permanently. And Jeff sort of reluctantly says, you know what, <coughs> excuse me, I'll step down as principal. Um, he says, you know, I want to save the school, not my job, which is what Robert Townsend said earlier about, you know, the school being more important than um, the, the person that's principal or whatever. Yes. So um, anything else you want to mention about Jeff? Anything, any of the stuff that we saw with him in this episode? Jeff went through with this episode with his friend. Yeah. Like, yeah, he did. Um, Henderson finding out the truth to Napier sort of, you know, reading him the riot act on how the board thinks, you know, the progress, the, um, the progress the school should be making is not one he envisions and, you know, just him and Lynn arguing. So yeah, this was sort of the episode where he got it from everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> so he did. Interesting to see. Yep. All right. So um, you mentioned Lynn. So we'll do her next. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first time that we see her early in the episode is she's being interrogated by Bill Duke, who's another um, special guest this week. Um, he's doing the classic, you know, menace to society interrogation, you know, ice cold, cool, you know, cool cat who <coughs> is not trying to hear any of this bullshit <clears throat> that you are trying to say to him. Um, he wants to know about the pods and the pod people. And he says um, she's not allowed to talk to anyone about the pods and that her access to them is, is cut off. Um, and he says that he knows that she's lying to him and he doesn't appreciate that. Not because she is lying, because everybody lies. But he's like, when people come in into this room and lie to me, they make my job more difficult. And I'm yeah. not feeling that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the second thing with her is uh, she and Jeff are talking about Jen's powers. This is, again, early on. They're talking about Jen's powers. And he says he thinks that he can train her to use them. And um, Lynn brings up the therapy thing. I think she needs a therapist to talk to about her powers and all that kind of stuff. Um, A little bit later on, um, let's see one second. Okay. All right, so the third bullet point I have is 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 after something happens. So Jen and Lynn are having a conversation at a certain point, and she brings up the therapy thing to Jennifer. You know, I think you need to go see somebody and all that. And Jen's like, to go talk about what? The fact that I have these powers or the fact that you shot somebody or this or that. Like, what are, you know, what are the issues that you want me to discuss or whatever? She's not feeling this whole conversation about, you know, um, her mom telling her she needs to go talk to somebody, see a therapist or whatever. 
So she kind of raised her voice a little bit and everything like that. And then, um, you know, she starts to walk away. And, you know, Lynn is like, you know, you better lower your tone or whatever. And she kind of reaches for her and grabs her. And Jen turns around and zaps her and hits her right in the shoulder, knocks her down and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Which uh, I might be accused of Lynn hate for this, but I'm going to say it was probably my favorite part of the episode. It was uh, pretty funny. I think love or hate Lynn. Yeah. I mean, that scurry back. I mean, it was, yeah, cool, she, it was funny. Yeah. It, yeah. She was scurrying away and stuff like that. She was scared as shit. So that scene happened um, before the one that I'm going to talk about now. So there's a scene where this is after she's been zapped. So she got hit in the shoulder. So she's got this big bruise on her shoulder and she's in the bathroom taking care of that. And Jeff is, is, you know, either right in the bathroom or right outside the bathroom or whatever, talking to her. Um, And she says, you know, it's like our daughter has a disease, you know, talking about the powers and everything like that. Um, And she says that, um, she tells she tells him that she went to go talk to Gamby to see if he could pull some strings uh, with the ASA to put her in charge of the pods. And Jeff is upset about the fact that she didn't come to him first before she went to go talk to, to Gamby. And she's like, I don't have to ask you for permission to talk to him and all that. And then so they have another Jeff and Lynn fight argument or whatever. They have been arguing all episode, like you said that's earlier. All they do. Yeah, that's all they do, right? They, they, I don't know how they ever found time to to make two babies because they stay between the arguing. Right? Guess. Yeah, I guess so. You know, they have a lot of, you know, I hate you type sex or something like that. Um, fully dressed though. Uh, yeah, I was just like, I am not here for this. Y'all don't need to be together. This is just right. Not fun. It isn't. <laughs> like, it really isn't. Like I, I think that they need to give it up. I, I hope that along the way they try they they give that romance part of their relationship up let them be co-parents let them you know spend a lot of time around each other all of that if they need to that's fine but i really don't think that and and not really that either one of them necessarily needs a love interest at this point right now anyway but Mm -hmm. i don't i don't think that the love interest that either one of them has should be the other person, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, or they should learn how to use their words and learn how to like get along yeah. and actually not just stop yelling, have a conversation without yelling. That would be the very yeah. first step they need to take. Yeah, because one thing that we saw a lot last season and we've seen in this episode was that um, Jeff and Lynn don't know how to talk to each other, um, uh-huh. and I, I would say he's a little bit better at it with talking to the girls. But she kind of pops off at the girls a lot, too. And that could be a mother-daughter thing. Um, I've seen that before, you know what I'm saying, where sometimes, like, moms and their daughters kind of clash. So it could be some of that, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, they they don't know how to talk to each other. And and that's that's one of the biggest reasons why they always find themselves, you know, having a little spat. It's because they just don't know how to communicate well. Um, So two more things with Lynn. Um... So there's another scene a little bit later on. She goes, uh, goes back to talk to Bill Duke and he's still not here for her shit. Um, he says, you know, cause now she's got the, the access to the pods again and everything. And he tells her, you know, I'm going to figure out what's really going on with you. Um, and then the last thing, the last time that we see her in this episode is she is with the pods. Um, and she, you know, was doing some kind of work in there and, 
ends up shutting things down for the evening. Mm-hmm. So that was it for Lynn. Any any uh, other comments you want to say about her? Um, I, think, I think you kind of hit on all the major points. I mean, right. her relationship with her daughters in comparison to... I feel like if it's just her and um, Jeff, their relationship is fine. But the addition of their relationship with their daughters just sort of puts everything on 10. Mm-hmm. And I think she's sort of a hypocrite, though, because... Jen is like, what exactly is it you want us to talk about? Yeah. Is it the murder that you committed? Is right. It, is it my friends and my ex-boyfriend being ain't shit? Like, what part is do you think it should, <clears throat> should be easy about? I mean, and then, and then honestly, too, like, with Lynn tossing out this whole you need to go see a therapist thing, I'm like, well, you need to go see one, too. Yeah, yeah. And Anissa needs to go see one too. Like all of y'all need it. Like if one person in that family needs it, all of y'all do. Yeah, like it's like she's kind of pretending like she's a like she right yeah like she's fine. You know, showing like this shit is affecting her. Right. Do also like that after um, Jen points that out to her later on when she's having an argument with Jeff, she's like, you didn't even ask about the man I shot. I was like, yeah. bitch, you didn't even bring Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what your daughter went through. So we all are like responsible for not doing what we should be doing right now. Right, exactly. So, yeah, and that's that's one of the things about Lynn that kind of got under my skin. Like, she would do things like that and sort of be hypocritical at times and sort of like she'll make a statement like, Jeff, you need to go see a therapist. Jen, you need to go. But like, what about you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just as much as much of a part. You don't have powers, but you're just as involved with this as everybody else is. So you've got you've done things, but you've seen things like all of y'all are damaged. You know what I'm saying? Like all people are anyway, but yeah, you know, so like don't don't act like like you said, like you're above it. Like, you yeah, know, like you, throwing most families with teenagers it's already about to be drama. But yeah. you're throwing in supernatural beings or super powered beings, yeah. secret government organization and people with unresolved sexual feelings. Like, right. It, it's a lot. <laughs> Definitely. All right, so moving on, um, we got Anissa, Jen, and Cakes. Um, Anissa, um, she wakes up Jen, and one of the early scenes, she wakes up Jen, and she shows her a video clip of Jennifer sleeping, and while she's sleeping, she's floating in the air, and she's glowing. Um, There's another scene where Anissa and Jeff are, they're at that same church event where the guy's telling them that the pie people are considered government property and everything. So of course Anissa is sitting in there. She's not feeling that. Nobody is. I mean obviously everybody is is upset about that. But you know her being the type of person that she is, she's like, yo, you know, we gotta do something. So after that after that scene they go outside and they're talking and, and Jeff is kind of trying to talk her off the ledge a little bit. But you know of course she wants to take action. Um and while they were inside, they were saying that it was going to cost about five hundred thousand dollars to be able to to get those people out of there or whatever. Um, so Anissa obviously wants to take action and she does. Um, so uh, another time we see her, she is a busting into a drug house and she beats some people up and everything. It takes a bunch of money um, and she's going to use that money to pay for the, the pie people. Um, so there's a scene where we see that she goes in, she's got I her, love that scene. Yeah. 
I love that. Yeah. When she goes into the trap house and yeah. she's just like, oh, I was really impressed. That's when I knew they sort of spent more money on this season. They did. Um, You know, you notice that when she, she did her breathing thing a couple times um, and you saw like a, a purple, there was some kind of purple effect. Like when she hit the ground, there was like a, a shock wave and it was like purple and stuff like that. So you can see that they spent some more money on special effects to give her powers like a, a, a different look and feel and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that I thought that was cool. Um, so she she gets gets the money from these guys and she goes back to the house and she ends up keeping some of the money. Um, and then the rest of it, she's got in this book bag. So in another scene, she goes to the church and she's got on the same disguise. But she just basically just wore a mask and then put a hoodie on top of her head. Um, and she goes into the church with that on. And Clifton Powell, you know, who's playing the reverend, he pulls out a gun and a few other people pulled out guns and stuff like that. I love this scene. Yeah. Everybody was strapped. And you know what else it reminded me of, honestly? What's that? Like the Charleston shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pay homage to that. Sort of like the other side of that. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's what came to my mind immediately because, you know, it's very easy to sort of think of black churches as this these defenseless havens. And I don't know, it just sort of took me back to that. Yo, I didn't even think about that. Um, That is a good point because that's what that kid was able. He just walked in there. Yeah. You know, and, and that's usually what a church or any any religious building is. You know what I'm saying? You could pretty much just walk in and, you know, obviously. A per- right. A person just walking in there with a mask on. You don't know what they came to do. So yeah, it was it was cool that everybody kind of was like, yo, what what the fuck is happening? She was like, y'all not y'all not going to need those. And she, you know, takes the bag off <coughs> and unzips it and dumps out the money. Um, and then the last time we see her, she's in her bedroom again, and she's kind of counting out and separating the money that she still has. Uh, so we move on to Jen. Uh, we got cakes after that, and then we're we're done. Um, so Jen, you know, I mentioned earlier that she was talking with her mom and, and has the whole situation where she shocked her. We already talked about Keisha. Another thing about Keisha, Keisha was braiding her hair. Um, they were sitting outside and um, Jen gets a voicemail from Khalil and she, you know, plays the message and says, you know, I, I save these sometimes to remind me not to, you know, answer his calls and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, we mentioned already that that Keisha has issues with the people, the power powered folks. Um, yes, she does. And that's going to be interesting when she finds out that her yeah. best friend is powerful. Right, right. I was like, chill, Keisha. Get yeah. Up, chill. But yeah. I love this scene, though, the realness of the scene between her and Keisha, where she's like actually braiding her hair. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then we also touched on when um, when Jen was was uh, watching the video of Issa and, you know, locks herself in the bathroom. The only other thing that we didn't touch on with Jennifer was um, there's a scene like towards the end where... Um, where she's sleeping again and she's doing that whole floating and glowing thing. Uh, and then, so the last person that we have is uh, Vice Principal Cakes. And um, we see her early on. She's confronted by Cyanide. She's in a, like a parking lot walking in her car. And Cyanide comes in and she says, you know, Tobias wants to talk to you about that briefcase that you have. And Cakes is like, nah, I'm, I don't want to talk. 
or whatever. She's like, it's not a, it's not a request, bitch. Like it's, it's a, it's an order. You about to come with me? So they end up having, they get into a fight. Um, they have guns and they're shooting at each other in the whole nine. The guns, you know, the, the clips run out. They eventually use use other weapons. Um, Cakes actually takes off her heels, her stilettos, and she's got like these metal spikes on them and stuff like that. Um, so they they continue to go hand to hand or whatever. And then at a certain point, she throws. She's like on the floor, and then she throws the high heel and it catches cyanide in the neck. You know what I'm saying? And it ends up killing her. Um, Does it? Well, I. That's what I assume. That's what, I guess that's what they want us to think. Maybe it did. The they painted her as I mean, one they brought Khalil back from the dead. Yeah. They brought um, Lala back from the dead. They made it seem like she was made out of like green goo, so she's sort of more than human. So True. I mean, unless they just decided to write the actress off, for me, I'm gonna go with she's not dead. Good point. Um, that's a good point. Like. We did see her take a, a stiletto heel to the neck, but we're it's not like we're in a world where people can't come back. So you're right. Um, the next time we see her was when she met up with uh, Gamby, which I mentioned earlier, where she comes into the shop. He's at the uh, the tailor shop and she walks in there and, and reveals herself as the spotter and says that she wants his help to get her out of the um out of the ASA, she doesn't want to do this anymore. And she says that, you know, I didn't know that this was a rogue operation. And he's basically like, yo, it doesn't matter whether you knew that shit or not. You know, you you did what you did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, you know what I say to that? Okay, fine. You didn't know it was a rogue operation, but you did know your boss was racist and a right, jackass. Right. And just evil. And you knew that there was something foul. Like, she might not have known all of the details, but you're wrangling up black kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's not right. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So she was trying to sort of like separate herself from what she had done or whatever. But I like the fact that he was like, nah, it doesn't matter. Like you did what you did. You know what I'm saying? Cause he had to make that same, he had to admit the same thing, you know, for himself. So, um, he's going to hold her to the same standard. You're uh, right, you're right. Yeah. So question. Oh yeah, yeah. Why does everyone keep going to Gamby to fix their shit with the ASA? Like he's not like retired? I don't know. That's a good question. I guess maybe because they know that he was deep and connected and everything and But far, he's been out for like twenty years. I guess as far as they know, he's like the only contact that they have or whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's a good question. Um, I guess it would be kind of like if, if you had a, a friend that was a a cop or, a, you know, a former federal agent or something like that. And they're retired. You know what I'm saying? It might be sort of the same thing. Like they might not know people that work there now, but you figure they could they could make a call and, you know, say, hey, this is this is Gamby or whatever, you know, da, 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 and, and maybe get a foot in the door. I'm, I'm guessing it's maybe something like that, you know. OK, you're right. That's a good point to make. Um, and then the last thing um, for for this character and for the episode is um, she goes in to confront Tobias. She's got on these like night vision goggles. He's sitting in his office in the dark and she's got these night vision goggles on and shit. And he says to her, you know, Sinai was the only person that he ever cared about or the last person left that he cared about or whatever. Um, and they talk for a second and he harpoons her in the stomach, which is like the 
third time we've seen this nigga harpoon somebody. Wait, his last name as well, right? It is. They're gonna carry that joke till the end of this fucking series. I'm all for it, man. As well, I'm all for that shit. Harpooning people. I'm all for it because that harpoon is a beast ass weapon to use on somebody, man. I'm fine. Yeah, you're right. It's sort of like it reminds me of like the penguin and his umbrella. Yeah. Yeah, like and people just don't learn to (laughs) be around. No, I'm here. You can harpoon a motherfucker season I'm completely yeah, fine with that I'm with it you know what I'm saying um, so yeah he harpoons her um, they struggle he starts pulling her towards him and everything she's got a knife she ends up cutting the rope um, she's able to get up gather herself she runs and slides between his legs um, and then she jumps out the window she's and woman. yeah he's looking out the window like damn she got away He's like, I didn't see that happening. (laughs) No, I mean, either. I didn't see that either. I didn't know that she could fight until this episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the shit, everything that she did in this episode was a surprise. Yeah, she was doing a lot. You know? Um, So, yeah, that's it. That was each character, the miscellaneous stuff. You know, we've we've covered this episode, man. Um, Is there anything else you want to say about, you know, any of the stuff that we talked about or maybe something that we didn't cover? Um, no, I mean, this was a very enjoyable episode. Like, let me just run through. I mean, we talked about the whole, um, Robert Townsend, a.k.a. Napier being introduced. Yep. Um, I like, I enjoyed the new character. So Napier, I love, um, Hullo, the, what's his name? The dude that was interviewing Lynn. Bill Duke. Bill Duke. <laughs> He's called him Bill Duke. So yeah, so I love him. So again, the introduction of new characters sort of gives the show... Um, like something new, but at the same time, them finishing it out with Tobias sort of reminds us that like this is still this show. Yeah, and this is sort of the central part. And I really hope Lala's not dead. I really, really hope he's not dead because this show feels very comic booky in a sense. So yeah. I feel like if they want you dead, you can be dead, and if they want you back alive, they'll just be like a wizard. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, you know, it's it's a good blend of very realistic and um comic booky and that's good it, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, I was I thought it was a good first episode. I'm glad to see the show back. Um you know, I, I like the fact that Henderson is now, you know, on the same well, he and Jeff got some some work to do to sort of patch things up because Jeff had been lying to him all these years, right? But I like the fact that he at least knows that Jeff is Black Lightning and that Anissa is Thunder. Um, I didn't really like him being in the dark about that, so I'm glad that he knows that. And I'm also glad now that um, Jeff knows that um, Cakes is uh, the spotter, you know what I'm saying? So I like the information that I felt people should know being revealed to them. You know what I'm saying? So now they can move forward knowing the things that they should have known. Um, we'll see about Cyanide. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you brought up a good point uh, about, you know, is she really dead or not? Um, and I, I, I liked uh, Robert Townsend and Bill Duke being on there as well. I hope we see them again. I hope this wasn't the only time that we see those guys. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a good first episode, and I'm looking forward to watching um, this one coming up this week and, and the rest of the season. And, of course, you know, sitting out here every few weeks to uh, to discuss them all with you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. I will uh, let you go ahead and, and 
remind the people of where you're what what you are doing over at the website and the podcast and where they can find you on social media and whatever else you want them to know. Yes, so um, I host a podcast called TV Movie Mistress. I review a shit ton of television shows. I am currently and Fall just started for all of us. So if you have a favorite podcaster. If Leonard is your favorite podcaster and you haven't left them a five-star review, go leave a five-star review because this takes a lot of work. Please do. (laughs) Yes, it does. Appreciate it. So, yeah, so I'm currently covering with the fall season in full gear, like, Pole Dark, which is, like, a historical drama. I'm, like, a British drama freak. Um, I'm also, like, a Korean drama lover, like, love Asian dramas, so I cover that as well. I do music reviews, so essentially a little bit of everything, sort of, you know, in a television movie music world, and yeah, that's out there on iTunes, Stitcher, all the all the standards. Yeah. And you guys can find me on Twitter at BookDreamer01, and find TV Movie Mistress. Just stand, <laughs> type it, I don't know. The no internet works well. It'll be in the show notes. There you go. Yes, yes, it will be. Um, yeah, man, you know me, Leonard, you know what I'm saying? Look and listen podcast at L Brothers Media at Look Listen Pod on Twitter. Um it's been a while since we shouted out and we didn't get um any hits last year, but hopefully we will this year. I believe the email address that I started for this podcast is feedback uh at look listen pod. I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes. But like I said, we're not going to be on every week. You know, we're going to kind of spread things out or whatever. I think maybe after like week four or whatever, we'll come back. Um, But yo, man, leave feedback. You know what I'm saying? When I get the correct email address, leave us feedback um, on what we've already discussed with episode one. Leave comments or questions or things that you might want us to bring up about, you know, the next couple episodes so that when we do come back, you know what I'm saying? We can, you know, open it up and then, you know, make sure to, you know, touch on those things. Like, cause we we'll probably just do like sort of like highlights of some of the episodes. So like, like if we come back for episode four, we'll probably just sort of touch on some of the highlights of yeah. episodes two and three. But if you've got certain things that you want us to bring up about those episodes, then mention that in an email. And then, you know, we can, we can get to those things when we do cover those episodes, you know what I'm saying? And so that's how we'll we'll try to carry this thing, you know, from now until the end of the season. So, um, like I said, I think it's feedback at Look Listen Pie, but I'm a, I'm a definitely put that in the show notes so you'll be able to see it there when you read the description of this of this joint here. And you know, what I mean, that's it, man. Like I said, um, check out Moji and all the stuff she's doing. Um, check out you know the stuff that I got going on over here. It's, it's been a while since I've been you know on the microphone, but we back. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to having fun with season two of Black Lightning. And um, that's it, man. You know, Look and Listen podcast. We out. Bye.